The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi-Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. You did the we again. I did. I love it. We. 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 Team. Yeah. Us. Yeah. No I in team. There's no I in team. You know what they say, though. There is we. There is me. (laughs) There's no I, but there is me. (laughs) Today. Evan's rolling his eyes. We begin with... Sport Radar. This is an exclusive. Yeah, we've been following this company for a while, and it was one of those mostly in Europe companies based out of Switzerland, where what they do is it's a sports data company. They have been providing data to the betting houses around the world, the leader in that industry. And now, one of the private equity firms that own 35% stake in Sport Radar decided to sell its stake. Valuation of the company based on this sale, ready for this bar? $2.4 billion, with a B, $2.4 billion. You get a sense that when a couple of years ago, some guys you may have heard of, Mark Cuban, Michael Jordan, hmm. Ted Leonsis, when they invested in this company, they might have known what was coming in U.S. sports betting. Yeah, the NFL is an investor as well. As we talk about kind of the winners and losers, the companies that are well poised uh, to possibly take advantage of, of a much more vibrant U.S. sports betting market, Sport Radar is certainly a company that comes to mind. Scott mentioned the the, the ownership ties that they have to, to N- NBA owners. Uh, the NFL is involved there. They, they have deals already. They have a $250 million deal with the NBA to, to, to handle its data overseas. Uh, this is a company that clearly feels like it's poised and there are investors out there. And Scott, you can talk a bit about the investors because I was surprised by, by who wanted in on this. Um, but there are clearly people out there that really believe that Radar is one of those companies that can attack this growth market. Well, yeah. why so much money? Well, because of the power of that data. Now that you're opening up a betting market where there's going to be plenty of dollars going back and forth, the value of the official data feed, which means it's fast and it's accurate. That's what the betting houses need because the the, the big part of sports betting is the live in-game betting. It's not who's going to win the Super Bowl at the start of the season, not futures bets. Let's pretend you and I are sitting down like as if this would ever happen. You and I were sitting down watching a football game. Let's say we want to bet on the next play run pass or is this guy going to have... Uh, X number of catches in the in the in the first half. Those odds are calculately or they're calculating and updating regularly based on what's going on. That's the live in game. That's what keeps people glued to the TV sets. No matter if it's a fifty point game, no such thing as blowouts anymore. If you got money on it, you want to sit and, and and watch. That helps engagement. That helps networks. So the value of the property just goes up, and it's all predicated on having that fast, accurate data. So Sport Radar pays. We'll use the NBA as an example. They pay two hundred fifty million dollars to the NBA for 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 their rights data gambling data rights overseas, and then they after that lump sum, they then cut those packages up and sell them to your William Hills, your Patty Power, your Betfairs companies like that. 
that, uh, who get access to it, as Scott is saying, for, for live betting. They also do a number of other things that, that maybe aren't as big revenue drivers for them, but they, they, they dip their hand into, into media rights as well. They do integrity monitoring, Google. which yeah. is one of those names, you, one of those words you're going to hear a lot more here, at least stateside. Uh, they, they provide lines for, for people as well. I mean, if there are, so you think about casinos here in the U.S. and in, in states that are legalizing sports gambling who want to offer this but have don't have the expertise, the technology, et cetera. SportRadar is one of those companies that you can pay just to do the whole thing for you, to operate the back end, to take the money, to pay it out. They have the infrastructure. The lines, they have the expertise. And by the way, the buyers in this deal, like you're, if you're thinking oh, what sport-related entity would want to buy this, how about the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board and then another private equity firm, TCV? Wow. The pension plan thing jumped out to me. I, I, I was because I, I don't want to call gambling a, a vice necessarily, but I, w- I would be surprised that a, a large pension fund like that would, would would target a sports gambling company and one that has, I mean, in the past had had a little checkered history with with, with some some gray markets. Uh, I'm surprised that they would they would jump at this opportunity. But when if there's money to be, to be had, when you see the growth, yeah, when you see yeah. the growth curve of, of of sales and the EBITDA of this of this business, and you can do that on EQT's website. You know, you're 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 going up and to the right, which is what you want. And I counted with the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan; they invest in a lot of sports related entities as well, including Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. The next one I love. This is. I, it's been a long time since we've seen one of these matches, PGA S- golf. Speaking matches. of sports betting, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we've got Phil Mickelson against Tiger Woods. They're trying to arrange this ten million dollars. That's low. They could do much. more. No. Yeah, you, they could demand more. What would you watch? Ready? I'm going to make up a name here. Um, I don't want to do an official sponsor to get anybody mad at us, but the Tricycle Open. <laughs> Live from Dayton, Ohio, featuring Jason Day, a couple other golfers that you've heard of, or Phil and Tiger head-to-head, hole-by-hole. What you watching? I'm going to watch Phil and Tiger. There you go. They understand the power of the brand. They understand the ability to aggregate eyeballs, and it always goes back to what John Skipper said to me years ago. Get the eyeballs. I'll figure out how to monetize. This must scare the hell out of the PGA Tour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. And by the way, the network's... What, what sure, if I want to put events on like this? Say, okay, we're open for bidding. Who wants to show Which it? is what's going to happen, right? And, and if this does happen, there's certainly going to be a media partner, and it's probably going to be a big network, and it's going to be widely watched. Um, yeah, this is Phil and, and, and Tiger, who kind of it sounds like they had this idea when they were paired up against each other at some tournament uh, earlier yeah. this year and realized that, hey, Don't everybody want, is talking about, about just Phil, us hey, hey, psst, playing Phil, against Tiger, each other. what took you so long? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we could have... You could have hired us as consultants and said, "Guys, you should do this ten years ago." Sure, and they're they're taking the boxing model and taking it to golf. Yeah. You know, let, let's have a promoter. We can have a a media partner. We can have a you know a couple sponsors on board. We can even sell a naming rights, whatever it is. Uh, but we can Showdown do this together. At the showboat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we each, they each have a, a set prize paid out. The winner gets a little bit more. Whatever it is. Uh, this is an, a fascinating model, and I mean, these are the two golfers certainly right now that have a, a brand big enough to do it. But it does make you wonder if this is successful, which I imagine it would be. You can't if do there, it every if week. There's a future in it. You can't do it every week. You can't. Um, but but it's the kind of thing that you could also see. I mean, you could see Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer maybe Absolutely. doing this, right? There's Absolutely. a number of other sports where you can see this happening. But this is nothing new. I mean, this goes now, okay. Here comes old man bar. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Love it. Yeah, yeah, it, took, it took 18 yeah, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took. <laughs> I go way back. Anybody who knows horse racing, 
Remember, there was mm. a match race between Ruffian and Foolish Pleasure. This was way back 1975, folks, and I remember seeing. I this. was around. Hey, at least I can say, bar. I was around. Mr. Novi Williams was uh, not. I was not. They they thought this would be a great idea. It, well, it it ended tragically because Ruffian broke her leg you know, on the backstretch, and that was it for the race. And then that, well, that stopped. That, that was it for the life. That was that was yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was that race. wasn't good. But the but the model is nothing new, and this is something that we're seeing again, like you said, from boxing to horse racing to this now. Once you create the brands and you can utilize the leagues, the the platforms, whatever. Once you create the brands that people want to see as athletes, you surely have the power to go out. You are the spectacle. I want to see you versus that person. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, the way that these these folks can market themselves in the future. Michael, how about this for you? Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Tony Stewart. Oh, man. Three cars on the track at once. That would that's be it. good. Yeah. I'd, I would I would pay to see that. I would, I would go to your you go. house, as you have so invited many times, to watch that. Because <laughs> I want to watch you go. watching that. I, you want to see me yelling, scream? I will. Yes. I, 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 that would be, that's a great idea. See, we need to call NASCAR and, <laughs> you, and do Somebody that. needs to call NASCAR. Well, we, we, they kind of have something like that, but it's not like that, just a match race where you have IROC, where you got 12 of the best drivers. And by the way, in the, I want, the, the, no, I want it even better. I want them walking onto the lot of whatever their sponsor is. I'm, I'm serious. Like, or whatever car they drive. Walk onto the lot. We're not even doing these in NASCARs. So you're going to walk on the lot. You're, you're leaving... With a Camaro, you're leaving with a Ford Escort, whatever. <laughs> I want to see him go at it. <laughs> that that really is a great idea. I would that that is never. Been, I want to see that. There we go. It'd be like drag racing taking the NASCAR. I I don't know the details of what I assume the PGA Tour has no say in this. But if you're the PGA Tour, how do you react to this if it happens and it's successful? Is people it, are talking about golf? There's only again you good. can't do it that yeah. often. And a certain number of guys, it's not like people don't need the tour after this. People are eyes on golf, talking about golf. That's a positive thing hmm. because all, I think golf is going to be fundamentally changed once they embrace the in-game betting. Uh, it, Which it they're is, starting it, to, it, as yes, we've it reported. It is tailor-made, to, no pun intended, to be on the course with those with the algorithms spinning, saying who's going to win this hole, who now is going to finish in the top ten. That can keep a younger generation engaged. Speaking of younger, would you watch something like a McElroy against Spieth? I wouldn't. I I I wouldn't. But I imagine there are golf fans out there who who certainly yeah. would. Yeah. But again, don't oversaturate. Okay. Can't you cannot, yeah, that's you cannot the do this you, you can't every get, week. You know, Jordan Kuchar versus Brooke Kepka or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work. Why not? <laughs> Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Uh, Wimbledon, folks. Speaking, are, speaking of watching decisions. Yes. They're not moving the men's final, even though it is up against soccer's World Cup final. Good luck, Wimbledon, because uh, people are going to be watching the World Cup final. Well, especially England has a chance yes, to be in the final. There is no way in the world 
if England gets there, uh, they Who don't have going? a chance. What? What? I, I. Well, I guess you could probably fill. People will go. Yeah, but People I guess you go. could fill. But the attention usually afforded to the Open Championship. Oh man, here comes T. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. What's the big deal? Move, move the match so everybody can see everything. I, I, I want to clarify. They don't have a chance. I'm talking about the men's final. Yeah. Everybody's going to be watching the World, World Cup, Cup if England gets of there. Of course. Exactly. And there's – it doesn't – they don't overlap exactly, right? I think the men's yeah. – the tennis final starts two hours before the, the soccer game. So they'll be done with the first <laughs> So, yeah, you, the, theoretically, the, the match could be halfway over joke. or maybe even more at that point. I don't know. I, I certainly think so there, are tennis, watch the there are tennis or, fans I mean, that I will go. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining this situation in which England's playing and in the middle of a, of a point, the England roar, scores. You just hear this roar, kind of rumble and you right. realize that a lot of people in the stands are just watching the thing on their phones. And, and you, know what you, you well. know what you'd get? Quiet, please. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, you know what? I, I thought England, it, that the, the soccer fans are going to be just smart and all well behaved. And what do they do after they beat Sweden? They go raid an IKEA. I mean, come on, what, what, what's up with that? Isn't that a Swiss company? That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's like Swedish. Oh, it's Swedish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Swedish I, meatballs. I, I, come on, you've eaten those. Oh, that's what I've eaten. I have eaten. I have <laughs> eaten the meatballs. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yes, I have eaten them all. But you, no, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble. I, I, they don't want me reviewing the cafeteria at the IKEA off the New Jersey Turnpike. That's and, all I'm saying. And he reviewed it with his tone. Oh man. <laughs> I said nothing, but I said everything. <laughs> you just said a lot right there, man. It's, Although my son's my son's desk is performing wonderfully. So there we go. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, uh, Wimbledon is is easy for them to move the final. I mean, come on, this is they they got to know it's not going to happen, especially if England gets it. It's no way. It's it's just a conflict that doesn't need to be. For you want this if you're the men's final or any final, men's or ladies final at Wimbledon, that should dominate the day's sports consciousness. That's what you want. But up against the World Cup final with the chance of England being a participant, you're relegated to also ran. I mean, it's you're not going to get column inches. You're not going to get what you should. So you want to you, you want it moved earlier. You want to move. I don't four care. Or five hours move. later. You want it on care. Saturday. Well, I mean, what's one of the day, options move, here? I move mean, a day. You, you can't put it on Monday, right? So you either do it after the women's final on Saturday, you do which Monday? is a. I mean, U.S. Open did Monday. You're going to get more viewership. In the two-hour window before the World Cup final starts, than you are on a on a Monday. I don't know. I, I agree with you that this is not a great situation for Wimbledon and and ESPN Nobody and the other all the other media rights partners. If only we knew when the World Cup was played and they didn't just jump up and schedule it all of a sudden. Gee, that's all. <laughs> if only we knew. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Novi Williams. We are here each and every Monday and Friday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, 
influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.